Hello and welcome into the Gotta Be Saints podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Gotta. Join me each week as I speak with future saints about being saints. Today's podcast is titled, Is Drunkenness a Sin? A Catholic Perspective on Drinking. Hi, Brendan Gotta here with the Gotta Be Saints podcast. So excited to be talking to all of you. Thanks for joining us. Before we get going, I want to shout out our sponsors. That's The Catholic Company, a one-stop shop for all your Catholic needs, from rosaries to books to clothing. The Catholic Company has it all. Use code BRENDAN for 20% off your order. That's code BRENDAN, B-R-E-N-D-A-N, for 20% off. Secondarily, Good Catholic. Good Catholic is a one-stop shop for digital media series that are going to teach you about your faith. Use code GBS for 20% off. That's code GBS for 20% off. If you've never rated this podcast, I invite you to click on your screen right now and give us five stars, especially if you enjoy what you're listening to. That helps us to be found uh, when people are searching for podcasts. So please give a five-star rating. That would mean a whole lot. Want to support the podcast? Please check the show notes. There's a way to do that. Uh, Even a dollar a month donation goes a long way. Okay. Now to the topic at hand. Is drunkenness a sin, a Catholic perspective on drinking? Football season's here, and so is day drinking. So that's got me thinking. Let's focus on this question. Is drunkenness a sin? Before I dive into that question, I just want to kind of share my experiences with alcohol. I think this is important to kind of paint the picture of where I'm coming from. I remember growing up, alcohol was not really around. My parents would drink very seldomly. In the summertime, my mom might have a couple Michelob Ultras. And I only remember that because we had a fridge in our garage that she would keep them in. And occasionally she'd put them in her normal cup, which us children always knew to have Diet Coke in. So there was a few times where I took a sip of what I thought was Diet Coke, and it ended up being beer. I was not a fan. I didn't really have my first drink until I was 18 years old. And I did it legally. I was in Jamaica for a mission trip. And of course, our mission trip was not focused on drinking. But the first day that we were there, we stayed at a hotel and we were told if you want to buy a drink or two at the bar, go ahead. You're old enough. It's legal here. And so I went up to this bar and I bought a Smirnoff ice and that was my first drink. And I loved it. I thought it was delicious. I don't know if you're familiar with the term icing, uh, but in the States, people oftentimes hide Smirnoff ices in places and force people to drink them if they find it. So, you know, if you're giving somebody a gift They open the package up and there's a Smirnoff ice in there. You're expected to get down on one knee and chug it. Fortunately, that was not the case for when I was over in Jamaica and I got to enjoy it. And it was wonderful. Tasted delicious. Well, fast forward a few months later, I turned 19. And within about a week, my buddies and I went to Canada where we rented a cabin and just hung out. And in Canada, the legal drinking age is 19. Again, a second experience with alcohol. Then 
two years later, I went to Europe and I studied abroad. And over there, again, the legal drinking age is 18 in most countries. And so I was able to drink again. I didn't drink when I was underage. But once I turned of age or was of age in the country present, I drank. And so I enjoyed it over there in Europe. But then I had my first bad experience. And I don't need to go into detail because I'm not here to glorify drunkenness. But in short, I think I got a little too excited and I had a lot of wine and I thought I would be fine. Well, I wasn't fine. I skipped dinner that night because I was too cheap to pay for a real meal. So I ate some potato chips and drank some wine and didn't feel so good later on in the evening. And that was my first experience of what we're talking about here, drunkenness. It wasn't intentional, but it happened and I felt pretty bad. So these are some of my experiences. Since that day, I I'm sad to say that I have at times drank too much. I, of course, do my very best to not do that, but I have before. And it's a learning experience. It's something that I continue to have to always be vigilant about and thinking about as I drink. And so I think this topic is is timely and also relevant to so many people because if you're ever out there in the in the Catholic world or just the secular world in general, drinking is so prevalent, especially amongst young people. And in some scenarios or some situations, it's good. I like think of a winery and I have good thoughts thinking about a winery. I just think about many people in the area enjoying a drink, having a good time, fellowship, cheese, all of those things. I think Many of you probably can think the same thing. And I think even at breweries, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday, and there's hundreds of people out enjoying a glass of their favorite beer. This is not a bad thing. This is good. Fellowship is, you know, a big part of this. But then I think about the 2 a.m. nightclub and people shooting whatever the bar is serving cheap shots and people are doing things that would make them blush the next day. There's a fine range with drinking. And so that's why I want to focus a little bit on this topic. I, I think in college, you know, I watched folks kind of learn to drink myself included. And, and it was a process. you kind of have days that you, <laughs> Sadly, regret, and you have other days where, where you're good. But you also see people, you know, just make dumb mistakes, dumb decisions based on this. And so this gets to the question, the heart of today's topic, is it a sin? And I think for so many of us, we have lessened the severity of drunkenness in our minds. And I think a big part of that is the culture. The culture kind of has lessened the severity of that, but there's, there's something to be said about talking about it and getting at the heart of that and answering that question, <laughs> is it a sin? And why should we be vigilant in this? 
So let, let's get to it from, uh, you know, more of a Catholic perspective. I've shared a little bit of my own personal story, but alcohol is not intrinsically evil. Let's start there. It's not intrinsically evil. If you or I want to have a drink, there's there's nothing evil about that. But the abuse of alcohol is a sin, but not moderate consumption. So the abuse is a sin, but not moderate consumption. So is drunkenness a sin? Yes. Yes, it is. The Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 2290-2290, says the abuse of alcohol is a sin, but not moderate consumption. So what is a sin? What does that even mean? I think, I don't really need to define this for you, but it's an offense against reason, truth, and right. It's an offense against reason, truth, right, conscience. That's a sin. So when we go against reason and truth and right conscience, we can safely assume that there is a sin or a sinful action. This is a sinful action. So drunkenness is in many ways, and in probably all cases, sinful. So how do we even define drunkenness. I think that's also a part of this. And and the way I I thought of it as I was preparing for this podcast, I, I thought, well, when you see it, you know it. When you see it, you know it. When you feel it, you know it. And when you don't remember, you now know why. When you see it, you know it. When you feel it, you know it. And when you don't remember, you now know why. When you see somebody who's drunk, you know it, you know they're drunk. When you feel it, when the next day you're hungover, you you usually know why. You probably drank too much. Now, of course, not every single hangover is based on drinking too much, but it's usually a pretty strong indication. And when you don't remember, when you don't remember what you did or what happened, well, now you know why. It's because you drank too much. Interested in learning more about your faith? I invite you to check out Good Catholic. They are a digital media brand focused on sharing and teaching about the faith. From podcasts to blogs to digital series, Good Catholic has it all. Use the code in the show notes to get 20% off your order at Good Catholic. And of course, this is the Gotta Be Saints podcast. So what what do the saints have to say about it? Well, I I saw an article uh, and I pulled some of the quotes shared there and I'll put the the article in the show notes, but this was from St. John Chrysostom who His name means golden tongue. Let there be no drunkenness for wine is the work of God, but drunkenness is the work of the devil. Wine makes not drunkenness, but intemperance produces it. Do not accuse that which is the workmanship of God, but accuse the madness of a fellow mortal. 
For what is more wretched than drunkenness? The drunken man is a living corpse. Drunkenness is a demon self-chosen. Well, you can see from that quote, he's, he's speaking well of wine, but not speaking well of the action of drinking too much wine. St. Thomas Aquinas says, Every sin is voluntary, but no man wishes to be drunk, since no man wishes to be deprived of the use of reason. Therefore, drunkenness is not a sin. What is Aquinas saying? Therefore, drunkenness is not a sin. He's saying that no one in their right mind would purposefully get drunk. Sadly, we all know that this is not true. You look around in our society and drunkenness is highlighted in, in almost every area. And of course, we must be able to look at those who do not know the Lord and look upon them lightly. Not let judgment be pushed upon them. For if you don't know that you shouldn't go that far. Well, who are we to sit there and judge harshly those people? But of course, for us who know the Lord in a deep and real way, we can understand why drunkenness is sinful. And of course, I'm not giving a free pass totally to those who do not know the Lord because, you know, natural law has been written on our hearts. And I think with natural law, that's also there on the hearts to say, you know, I'm not myself when I drink too much. Maybe I shouldn't be led to this. But once again, I think there's still a thing to be said about us not judging too harshly those who struggle with that, especially those who do not know the Lord. So when St. Thomas Aquinas says, therefore, drunkenness is not a sin, he's not saying that the action of drunkenness is not a sin. He's saying that he cannot understand that somebody would purposefully get drunk because they're deprived of that use of reason. And another thing to focus on here too with drunkenness is gluttony can be involved. So if somebody does go too far and drinks too much, gluttony is also the sin they've committed in most, if not all cases. St. Ambrose says we should learn that we should shun drunkenness, which prevents us from avoiding grievous sins. For the things we avoid when sober, we unknowingly commit through drunkenness. Therefore, drunkenness, properly speaking, is a mortal sin. Okay, let's take that in for a second. Mortal sin. What is a mortal sin? It is full consent, grave matter, full knowledge. Full knowledge, full consent, grave matter. That's a mortal sin. So, Asking yourself if you, maybe it was even last weekend, you drank too much. Ask yourself that question. Did I have full consent? Full knowledge? Was it a grave matter? And I'm not here to tell you one way or another, but full consent is pretty, pretty easy to, to be able to wrap your head around. You've had two drinks or three drinks and you know your limit, you know that you can handle Four drinks pretty easily. Okay, fine. But let's say you, you're feeling it a little bit on the fourth. If you go for that fifth drink, you know, that's, I think, what you could call full consent. Full knowledge, you know, 
did you make the drink? Do you know how strong it was? Or are you out at a bar and you think it's only a shot and the bartender accidentally or purposefully poured you a few extras? You know, there's, there's a little less um, gravity there. But at the same time, usually you can tell. So these are questions to ask yourself, you know, and then full knowledge, grave matter. I think that also depends on person to person. You know, for myself tonight, if I went out to the bar and just drank a bunch, you know, it's probably a mortal sin if if I if I got drunk because I I know I know my tolerance, I know my levels, I know what's a reasonable amount to drink, and I know if I drink too much, you know, it's it's my pride and it's probably gluttony that are involved there. But that's me. That's, that's me knowing myself well enough to know what I can and can't do with alcohol. There's been so many nights I've enjoyed alcohol temperately. And so I I have an understanding of my, the amount that I can drink responsibly. And then I think we also have to look at drunkenness from the perspective of someone like myself who feels pretty comfortable saying that I don't have an addiction to alcohol comparatively to someone who might. If you have an addiction to something, you know, that can potentially lessen the severity of your action. Now, that's not to say that I'm not here to be the judge of, is it a mortal sin? Is it not? I I think that is for you and the priest. And if you have a spiritual director to kind of discern and talk about, I don't think it's ever a bad thing to side on the, you know, kind of assuming it is a mortal sin. And what do I mean by that? I mean, you know, if you're at, if you drink too much Saturday night and you're going to mass the next day and you're kind of feeling bad about it and you're wondering, should I receive the Eucharist today or not? I don't think it's ever a bad thing to respectfully remove yourself from receiving that day until you're able to get to confession. Maybe it wasn't a mortal sin, but wouldn't you rather respect the Eucharist in that way as opposed to receiving when you might've been in a state of mortal sin? Just something to think about. But, but here when we're talking about addiction, you know, I've been around multiple people who struggled with alcohol and many of them were, were addicts. And so you know, they, that is a disease and it can affect someone in a great way. And so the severity of that person over drinking uh, might be lessened. Just again, something to think about. There's, it's person to person here. And, and with all of this, we're called to be temperate. You know, the virtue of temperance, this is from the catechism. The virtue of temperance disposes us to avoid every kind of excess, the abuse of food, alcohol, tobacco, or medicine. Those incur grave guilt who, by drunkenness or a love of speed, endanger their own and others' safety on the road, at sea, or in the air. So, you can see that it's talking about, you know, the actions that come after the drunkenness. Do you drink and then drive? You know, those are things that you're adding another sin to the mix. 
So something to, to think about and, and drunkenness is also not just blacking out. I think that's something that some of us in our society have come to believe where we look at it and we say, well, I remember most of what I did last night. So no, I wasn't drunk. No, I'm fine. That's just not the case. There are many times where your inhibitions have, have gone to the wayside and yet you still remember bits and pieces of things. And so you, you tell yourself, it's easy to tell yourself that you're, you're fine, but that's just not the case. So why, why am I even talking about all of this? I think I'm, it's pretty simple. We're called to be saints and I love a good drink. My wife and I have two wine fridges in our, in our living room and we buy random memberships uh, for wine so that we can have wine. I also love bourbon. I have a bourbon cabinet in my house. So I am the last person you're ever going to hear say that alcohol is evil. We shouldn't drink, but we're called to be saints. And so firstly, if alcohol in any way gets in the way of that calling, I think you need to root it out. I'll say that again. If alcohol in any which way gets in the way of your calling to be a saint, I think you need to root it out. But if not, then enjoy it responsibly. The Lord Jesus drank. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's wrong or evil. But every time you pick up the glass, do so in a way that glorifies the Lord. Thank him. Maybe even add that to when you drink. Every time you pour a glass of something, a glass of wine or a bourbon, or you're at a bar and you get a beer, or you get a whiskey or something. Maybe just say a little prayer of thanksgiving, like, Lord, thank you for this. I enjoy this. Thank you for this gift. I think if we start doing that when we drink, we might find ourselves drinking more to enjoy than to feel something. And that's another question to ask yourself. If you're only drinking for the effect of how it makes you feel, I think that's a big red flag because maybe you, you only get to, you know, you're on the highway and it's a 60 and you're only going 70, you know, well, eventually sometimes your foot's on the pedal and it just goes down a little too far and somehow you've hit 80. Now you're potentially endangering the people you're around. The same thing can be said with drinking. If you're drinking for the effect, you're saying, oh, I just want to get tipsy. Well, I understand tipsy might feel good. But what happens when you hit tipsy and then you decide, ah, just one more drink. I just want one more drink. Well, I can tell you, friends, I've been there and usually it doesn't work out well. Drinking in moderation is fine and good, but we need proper order. We need balance. And so I'll leave you with all of that. I, just something to think about. Is drunkenness a sin? I think the, the answer is unequivocally Yes. Is it a mortal sin? I think that depends situationally, person to person. And I think as Catholics, we need to be talking about this more because, as I said at the very start of this episode, it's football season. It's great. Drinking is not a bad thing. You can enjoy it. But we need to be smart with our alcohol. We need to be smart about how we go about living our lives. And we can glorify the Lord with, with this gift by looking at it for what it is. But let us never let this get in the way of our calling to be a saint. And if it does, let us root it out. 
Thank you so much for listening and God bless you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure that you click subscribe and give us five stars. I also want to shout out our sponsors. That's the Catholic Company, one-stop shop for all your Catholic needs. Use code BRENDAN for 20% off your order. And I also want to shout out Good Catholic. Use code GBS for 20% off your order. Thanks again. Have a great day and God bless. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe and check out goodcatholic.com for more details. Thank you.